The unwritten rules of Facebook. It cut all of our ad costs by over 70%. How do you want to be able to take in all of this data that's around us? Some of these campaigns have done up to $20 million in sales. I think this is going to be the future for the next 10 years. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss, Heather Havenwood. Look, our whole world revolves around our iPhone, iPad, Droid. You know they say we look at our phones on average 150 times a day? And if you're a small business and want to actually grow, you need to reach people where they're looking at and listening the most, their smartphones. See, marketing via text messaging is a great way to start, and it's super easy. Just text the word START to 72000 to learn more about my friends at Mobit. They're marketing experts, and they will show you how to use text messaging for your business and to get more leads and convert them amazingly. Again, text the word START to 72000. Again, that's text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to 72000. Hi, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood, and I am AKA Chief Sexy Boss. And today I have on the line Jenny Powers, who's AKA Chief Broad. Jenny, are you with us? I'm here. All right, Chief Broad. Look, you're amazing. You've got this long bio. I absolutely love it. You run a community called Running with Hills in New York. So let's talk about it. What is Running with Hills? All right. So running with heels is the antidote to the old boys club. If you've ever worked in corporate, you know that as a woman, you're not invited to the table for many things. Could be the corporate table, could be the golf course, could be the poker game. And frankly, I was sick of it. So I said, we need a new girls club. And that's how running with heels was born. I said, let's get some senior level women executives and women business owners and start our own club. Mm. So four years ago, Running With Heels was born when I reached out to women. And the only criteria was come on out if you hate networking. And you and me both know they were banging down my door. So they all showed up. They told me what they hated about networking. And it was the common things. It was bad food or no food. It was somebody trying to fill their quota and, you know, keep sticking business cards that you didn't want in your palm. And we changed that all around and made Running With Heels, which is an invitation-only community. It's a community where people focus on likability before profitability. And it's a place where we can sort of, you know, dress up and take ourselves out on a date while doing business. Okay, I absolutely love that. So there's a couple of things I want to talk about with the networking with women. So as you know, and people listening know that I've run over 350 events in my day. I stopped counting at that point, so I'm sure it's more. <laughs> and so I know what it's like to be in an event. And you're right. I've never really acknowledged that publicly, but I don't like networking. People always say, Heather, you're great at it. But it's out of this like spite. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I have to be or I was yep. taught at a very young age in corporate world how to be. But what's interesting to me from a woman's perspective is you're right. Men think that women are good at networking. And it's like, it's actually the opposite. We want to <laughs> connect. We don't want to network. Guys love networking because it's yeah. that. What's up? What's up? What are you doing? <laughs> what's up going on? Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. What's got you going on? Yeah, let's go have some, you know, beer later. And or let's play some golf or like poker. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Like they have this like, I don't know, bond around the what's yes. up. And they could be 80 <laughs> years old going, what's up? You're so cool. Let's do business. Yeah. All right. Call me. Women don't do that. 
We don't do that. You know, we want to ask you, we want to connect. We want to have a conversation that we're not screaming at each other over loud music, you know? And so I just want to, I kind of want to go down the scenario of this and a few things about running with heels that I found fascinating. And I kind of want you to expand on this, on this invitation only society. Okay. So how did it get to that point? Why did you move into invitation only? Okay. Well, you know, I just want to start that off by saying it wasn't intended and it's still not intended to be that red velvet rope. You know, we're not saying we're better than anyone, but what we're saying is we want the best. And a lot of people were paying for events, showing up and saying, you know what? There's no one here I have anything in common with. People are at all different junctures of their career, which is fine. But you want to be in a place where it's your peers. You know, you don't want to show up and constantly have to be that mentor. And, you know, if you've got a six, seven figure business, you don't want to be next to that woman. that's like, yeah, I make bracelets while I'm watching, you know, the soaps on TV (laughs) and I'm going to sell them on Etsy. You know, that's not what you're coming here for. So for us, it was really about looking at criteria of women and saying, are you a senior level woman executive? Are you an established business owner? You know, is this a business rather than a hobby? Mm-hmm. And the way it started out was we had these ambassadors and they, those were the people that came to me and told me why they hated networking. So once I was able to sort of turn back the clock or move the clock forward, I should say, and give networking the facelift that it needed, these women were like, okay, what can we do? How can we support this and make sure that it lasts? So they started inviting people that would Mm -hmm. add value and that would take away value from these kind of events. So that was how we got the first, you know, thousand people into our database because 30 of those women showed up and started giving us additional names for the database. Since then, we've got a great community that loves to support us. Great big word of mouth. You know, a lot of us, when we love something, we tell everyone. So they spread the word. We also have a place on our website where people can just request an invite, which is a two-minute survey. And if we think you're the right fit and to get entered on our mailing list and start getting invitations right away. So something I want to point out when you talked about, you kind of, in a way, in a way, apologize for being invitation only. But the thing is, mm-hmm. is that men's club or have always been invitation only. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're a poker game, you got to be invited to that. If you're going That's to true. the golf game, you got to be invited to that. And then you have the old school, like the true old school boys club. Like you would yes. invite even Rotary. Like I was part of the Rotary club and it's mm-hmm. technically really an old school boys club. They've tried yeah. to to change it. But at the end of the day, you have to be invited by somebody else, you know, so that's actually truly is it's okay. You know, it's just that women have this, we have to like one all, one all, we have to be together and group and (laughs) nurture one another. And I get that, but I agree with you because I started a group many, many years ago. I stopped it is because Uh I found that it was like, oh, I want of like minds. And there are people showing up that, you know, don't even have a business or, oh, one day I'd like to. And meanwhile, I can't get a job. You know what I mean? And so that's great. It's just not the place for you. So I have a question. So during this process, you know, it's been four years now. Mm-hmm. And then you started the broadcast broads building businesses. Where are you headed? What's the vision and goal here? Ooh, I'm so headed in so many different. <laughs> Heather, sometimes I get dizzy. So where am I headed? I love networking. I love relationship building. And I want to teach as many people, you know, the way to do it authentically, which is not the traditional way that we know how to network. My big bucket list thing is to write a book on networking. 
So that's where that's where I'm headed. It's building out some of the programs I have. I have a program right now called Running with Circles, which is here in New York. It's a six month mastermind accountability group. We just beta tested the first two circles. They were a hit. We have a hundred percent renewal, which I did not expect. I expected kind of like six months, one and done, you're out of here. They love it and they're like, we want to build on it. So it's building out those mastermind circles and taking running with heels across the globe. Mm, I love that. So you're envisioning having running with heels around the country. Absolutely. That's awesome. And so with your book, what's the name of your book? Have you, have you figured it out yet? Um, I can't tell you yet. You can't tell me yet. <laughs> it's, secret. it's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret. But so, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be catchy. It's going to be catchy. Of course it is. Well, yeah. it, it says here in your bio that you have a sassy little girl who plans to be president of the United States. So that's sassy yes. enough, right? I love that, by the way. Yeah. Not only is she going to plan to be the president of the United States, but she's moving the White House to Brooklyn, New York, where we live. <laughs> It'd probably be really nice there. Yeah, it's good because I hate packing, so I really don't want to move to Washington. I don't want to move to Washington. Talk about how you, t- you got on TED Talks. Oh, God. So this was a crazy thing. My whole life, I kept saying, I want to do a TED Talk. I want to do a TED Talk. I didn't even really know what it meant. I'd watched them. I love them, but I didn't know what a TED was, what a TEDx was. I didn't know if you got invited or if you like applied. And one day I was waiting for an appointment and the appointment didn't show up because we had the appointment down two different days in our calendars. Mm. So here I am trying to kill time. And I said, I'm going to go on the TED website and find out what it is you do to do a TED talk. And lo and behold, I find out that there's a TED talk a month away And the venue is the high school that I graduated from. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this is if this was not a sign, I don't know what is. So I end up applying and I get a call saying, hey, applications are done. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're not done because I submitted it and accepted it. Didn't say it was done. And they said, well, you know, there's others. And I said, yeah, but there's none that are at the high school that I graduated from. Like, can you tell me of anyone else that's going to stand on the stage that stood on that stage 30 years ago and oh got a my diploma. Oh God, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a mic drop. Can you come in? Maybe we can talk to you and fit you in. So I was like, yeah. And meanwhile, I didn't know what I was going to talk about. Mm. So I was like, yeah, well, you know, I can come in and I can tell you what I'm thinking of doing. But if you have any, you know, feedback, meanwhile, I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to say. <laughs> You're but like me. Whole, yeah. But my whole life, I loved this book as a child called Choose Your Own Adventure. And I don't know if, do you know this book? I don't know this book. Okay. No. So these are amazing kids, but like young adult books where every page oh, you wait. have to make a decision. Yes, I did do those books where every okay. decision you have a little something happen. You go, okay, make a decision. You go to the left. The Absolutely. Right, go to this store. You're going to say this to this friend. Yes, totally. I did. Yes, I actually loved those books. Okay. They're amazing books. Yeah. So Every page, I was always, as a young adult, able to make decisions. And I love that. And it made me so independent. And it made me feel like I had some control over my little life. And as I grew older, somehow I forgot to start making decisions for myself. And I would do it all, the you know, dress the way that my friends dressed. I even went to college because the guy I liked went to that school. It was like, I just stopped making decisions. And I decided that this was something that I wanted to address during a TED Talk. And I wanted to be an inspiration to young girls everywhere to tell them, you should be making your own decisions. You need to choose your own adventure. Mm, And that's that's what my, yeah, that's what my talk is about. In fact, two months ago, I actually went and got it tattooed on my inner wrist, much to my husband's displeasure. (laughs) But it does say, choose your own adventure. And I have to tell you, I've gotten very ballsy ever since I've had this on me now. Now I'm like zip lining, like doing all kinds of cool just because of the tattoo. (laughs) 
did not see that coming, by the way. That is so awesome. <laughs> that surprise. Is, surprise. So choose your own adventure. That, you know, it's interesting you say that because I forgot I used to read those books. They're like so I actually forgot until you started talking about, it. I'm like, yeah, I actually did read those books all the time. And I, those are my favorite books to read. And you're right. It did give me, I don't know. It gave me like thinking skills. Yes. On how to think decisions through versus just read a book and let the book take you. It was more mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know. I'll go Definitely. There. What should I do? Should I go with that friend or this friend? It was usually like that, right? Yeah. It was and like, do you go into the haunted house? Do you, do you run not- by? Right, right, right. It's like, I don't know. Do I want to go in the adventure? And that's interesting that, God, that's really awesome. I completely, like, I'm in my <laughs> head going, I completely forgot I used to read those. <laughs> but it's true. There's somewhere along the way, and another thing that we have in common. So the a college that I went to, the first college mm-hmm. I went to, same thing. It wasn't a boy. Mm-hmm. I was a model at Macy's for like a weekend, one of these yeah. things. Uh-huh. And their modeling thing is you had to walk out on the runway with a sweatshirt that was some college. Uh-huh. And they gave me Baylor. Uh-huh. You know, it was like random. You know, they're going down like the models, like you <laughs> get like, what fits, what fits? Yeah, you get Baylor. It's just like there's no syncrasy. And I get this <laughs> thing called Baylor and I go, oh, is this a college? I go, yeah, it's a really great college. I go, OK, well, then I'll go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, da-da, that's it. That's, that's it. Amazing. They're like, why'd you pick Baylor? I'm like. Someone gave me a sweatshirt. I mean, (laughs) here I am at Baylor. Go Bears. So that's fascinating to me. You and I have the same comment. So when did that kind of light switch turn on? You say, you know what? I'm no longer going to stop thinking for myself. I'm going to start thinking for myself and choose your adventure. Yeah. So this was like the best day of my life and the worst day of my life. So I married a guy. I thought I should because everyone told me to. You know, we grew up together and it would have been this sweet little fairy tale (laughs) had it worked out. And one day I was like, this is not working. And he knew it. I knew it. And I was like, we don't need to take any more time to figure this out. So that is when I chose my own adventure. And I said, I'm leaving. And it was like a huge thing. I mean, I had known this guy since I was a little girl. Oh, my gosh. And I said, it's time to choose your own adventure, Jenny. And I had been freelancing, which is a constant hustle. Mm-hmm. So knowing that I was going to be on my own, I was like, you know what? You need some stability. You need benefits, girl. You know, you need to <laughs> get a full-time job. So I went to all my clients and I said, okay, who wants to hire me full-time? And I got this great gig as the vice president of a national nonprofit. So then I was like, okay, you know, I've got my benefits. I've got my full-time job, got my own place. And that was my first adventure that I had really taken since I was a little kid and read those books. It was getting out of a marriage when I knew I shouldn't be in it. And, you know, I was like, you know, you live with somebody And we didn't live together in advance, which Mm -hmm. we should have probably, but that's another story. But I just knew I didn't want to waste any more time in a life that wasn't for me. Well, I find that fascinating. You have all these stories I could uh, piggy tell. I'm like, oh my God, I so relate. I was engaged at a young age in Uh my 20s and I knew it wasn't right. He's an amazing man. He's Uh still a great guy. It just, I knew it wasn't a fit because I knew the moment that we went down the aisle, it was going to be like, he was going to stick me in this really far suburb in the middle of Texas and like pregnant me in five minutes. And I was going to have five (laughs) kids in like, you know, some hick town. And I just had this like, "Ah!" you know, kind of thing going on in my head, like just, yeah, that's not what you want, you know? That's what everyone else is doing around me, right? So yeah. I thought that's what it's doing. So I tell my mom, I remember I'm sitting there at a coffee shop and tell my mom, I don't know if I really, and we're engaged, by the way. I got like a rock yeah. on my hand. Wow. And I'm like, I don't know if I really, you know, love him. And mm-hmm. she just, and now you got to get, my mom's a Southern girl, right? Southern mm-hmm. Baptist girl. And she's like, yeah. well, honey, 
Love has nothing to do with it. Oh, boy. <laughs> just, he'll take care of you for the rest of your life. You're yep. good. And it was like, just like these mind-blowing fireworks that go on in my brain. Like, no, I actually want love, you know, yeah. or something. So, yeah, I did break it off. And it was this big, dramatic, you know, explosion. And it lasted for almost two years on and getting off again, trying to, you know. Wow. And it was me finding my way. It was me, yeah. like, getting my first apartment by myself. And I didn't have any furniture and it figured out. And I went and bought my first couch. I mean, stuff like this. It's like, because he was, I mean, he had everything. So I was like, I was just living in his world, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. And there's this moment of, like, I want to create my own adventure. And create yes. my own path. It's scary, but you got to go out and do it. Yeah. Wow. I never. <laughs> and, you know, talking about the old boys club, I call it being the big boys and the sexy boss. And mm-hmm. I'm curious in your experience at corporate world, because it sounds like you and I have some very similar paths, more than just one. Is mm-hmm. what was your experience in corporate world and how did you, you know, work with the boys club or how did you deal with that? Well, you know, it's funny because before I had running with heels, I was almost always in a male dominated environment. Yeah. When I got out of college, I was a publicist for Major League Baseball players, and it was like I knew about sports, I knew about publicity, I knew what I was doing, but I was 20-something years old, and everyone was like, oh, she's so cute, you know, and I was like, no, I'm like the head of crisis for, you know, for baseball players, if there's a problem, I'm going to get you out of trouble, and they were like, that's nice, we like your outfit, like, no one cared, and I'm so relate, I'm sorry. Yeah, and it was like... But so I had to become like everyone's mother, everyone's date for an event that didn't have a date, you know, like like Girl Friday. And then I moved on to a bigger job doing events for athletes. Same kind of thing. Everyone was like, oh, you're too pretty. You should get married or, you know, you should find one of these ball players and marry them. And I was like, "Okay, this is my career, people. And I worked for the military. My boss was a four star general, you know, and as much experience as I had, I had raised millions of dollars. I had produced hundreds of events and he would still say, can you make the coffee when the guests come so that it will look like I have a secretary? (laughs) And if I tell you, I don't drink coffee, Heather, so I don't know how to make coffee. (laughs) If I tell you I served coffee, the milk had gone bad. It was curdled. I didn't even know. I couldn't find a stir. So I stirred it with my Bic pen and I gave it to them because they wanted coffee. And, you know, from the military, they probably drink crap coffee to begin with. They didn't even know the difference. They didn't even know the difference. Yeah, they never asked me for it again. I'm laughing so hard. Oh, my God. I so I so relate to You know, I I have a story like that. I was on when I was in my bankruptcy. I was on a plane. I just finished my bankruptcy and foreclosure. And I'm on this space of like, do I go back to entrepreneurship? And I had this gentleman I was sitting next to, you know, random white stranger. He's probably in his 50s. And he did this little like nice little pat on my knee and goes, honey, you're going to be fine. You should just find a man and get married and just stop doing this entrepreneur thing. And it was kind of like this, wow, you would never say that to a guy. But can you imagine like just patting a guy on the knee? Why don't you go find a pretty girl? You know, you just get pregnant or you'll be fine. Yeah, I just I find it fascinating. And I didn't get mad at him. I just smiled and was like, wow. That yeah. was a fascinating moment. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they well, just don't know any better. They just don't know any better. Yeah, I don't, I didn't get mad at them, but it's kind of funny. So it's interesting to, it feels like sisterhood that I know you've been through that. Yes. And right now I have to say, cause we are in the middle of a thing called election. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, this person called Hillary Clinton, you know, yeah, and heard of um, her. I heard of her. <laughs> never heard of her. Have you heard of her? You know, her office is actually right by our house. Is she really? Okay. I don't yeah. know if you're a fan or not, but for me, when people are talking about, you know, why are they going to vote for her? Cause they've, of course they interviewed the one thing they keep saying is cause she's a woman yeah. and nothing personal, but to me as a woman, I find that like offensive yes. for me. Cause I'm like, no, like you want her to 
not actually be voted in because of that. We fight to not be voted in because of that. We actually fight to be heard as a person versus that thing called a woman. You know what I mean? It's like, I almost think it would be a detriment in a weird way to the voice and all the boys club and the business building we've all done. You know what I mean? It's kind of... I, I think agree. So. I mean, it really I should so. be the best, most qualified candidate. Yes. Yes. You know, we've had an African-American president, which is amazing and historical. If Hillary does become the president, it's the first woman, what, 227 years right. of presidency. Right. And we're getting a woman like it's great and it's landmark and it's historical. But at the end of the day, we should be voting for who we believe is the best candidate. Right. Right. Versus just the woman card. So I find yeah. it I find it really I love what you're doing. So tell me about what is the future and how can like the masterminds that you're doing, what is the future of running the heels? What is the future of your broadcast? Like, where is Jenny Powers going? Oh, God. You know, what's so funny. I hate to pack, so I don't really know where I'm going. But... I, you know, for me, it really is about spreading the word and reteaching what networking is, because I always tell people, forget the word networking. You know, people cringe from it. It's building relationships. It's helping and supporting one another. So, you know, my goal is really, like I said, to write a book to explain that so that I can get to as many people as possible. It's, you know, broadcast. I hope I can do broadcast for years to come because there's always going to be an inspiring woman out there that can share her story. And if one listener comes away with an iota of information that they didn't have that moves them forward, then I feel like we've done our job. You know, going to the different cities has been something that people have reached out to me for years. And I wasn't ready. You know, I'm a born and bred New Yorker. I don't know any place but New York. And, you know, so for me, I was like, no, no, no. You know, it's like the song. If I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. But I don't know that I want to go anywhere. Maybe I just want to stay here. But the calls, I mean, it was so complimentary and like humbling to have people say, come to LA, come to Chicago. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do pop-up events, which basically means we come, we do a cameo, we do a pop-up, we bring the community together, and hopefully we'll be able to find women in these communities to sort of take on the role of Running With Heels ambassadors on a regular basis. Because, you know, I've got a business to run. I've got a child who is seven and getting ready to run for president of the United States one day. I can't be in every city at once. So the goal is to really come and investigate and explore different cities and find our niche in all these places so we can, you know, work with women and help them to build their dreams, both just through growing their personal network and also through the masterminds, which are really about, you know, getting clarity on what your goals are, because clarity is so key. So many of us think we know what we want. And then if you ask them to put pen to paper, it's like, hmm, let me think about it. So it's really getting clear on where those goals are. And in our program, it's pushing people, you know, as far as they can go and making them accountable for saying, hey, this is what you want. How are you going to make it there? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, because everything you're saying is so amazing. I love the fact that you're going to be able to go a- across the country and be able to share this with other women. And as you know, this podcast I started is because I want to help people learn the art and science of winning again. Yes, you know, love it. I'm sure you see this all the time, especially having these women's events. What do you feel is, if you would say, strategies, tips or tricks or things that women are doing or not doing to win in their life? Well, I think a big thing is asking for what they want, asking for help. I think a lot of us, I think some of us do it. I think more of us need to, you know, for many people, they think that asking or not knowing something and asking a question 
is a sign of weakness. I think it is a sign of being a kick-ass broad. You know, if you don't know something and you're willing to say, teach me, I want to know and make yourself vulnerable, people are going to have a lot of respect for you. You know, don't act like a know-it-all and really be standing there in the dark because you don't want to tell anyone that you don't really get what they're saying or you don't get the lingo or you don't know how to move forward. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that being comfortable with being uncomfortable is huge. I push myself out of my comfort zone to the point where I'm like, Jenny, are you a crazy person? Why are you doing these things? I mean, I'm the most unathletic person. I hate heights. And I saw the zip line. I was like, I'm going to do this so my daughter can show that I face my fears. And as I walked up the stairs of the zip line thing, I was practically crying. And I saw this wee little figure in her gold sequin jacket because we were in Vegas. And she was waving at me. And I was like, you've got to do this. And of course, I looked at my wrist that said, choose your own adventure. And I plunged across Fremont Street in Las Vegas, screaming, hooting, and hollering like a lunatic. I survived. I got to the end. and was like, never again. But I did it. And women, I can hear you like, oh, my Lord. But women need to do that. You need to go out there and take the plunge and be a badass. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I absolutely love that. You know, you really are setting the stage for your seven-year-old to be president of the United States, by the way. I just want to, <laughs> want to let I'm you trying. know. You are. And I just love that you zip line. I actually, in Orlando, Florida, a couple of years back, I actually did skydiving. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, it was like that. It was like that. It was, yeah. of course, tandem. You know what I mean? The, uh-huh. And the guys still. Well, luckily, the guy was behind me. So I get up there. I'm like, this is no problem. I'm up there. I'm actually, you know, whatever. We're at 30,000 feet or whatever. And then all of a sudden the door opens and I'm like, oh, no, this is a bad idea. And I start grabbing for everything. I mean, anything, people's hair. And I'm like, I'm grabbing your hair. I didn't care what it was. And the guy, of course, Hannah was bigger than me. And he just like takes my hands and like shoves them across my chest, like wraps them and just like, Uh we're going. And I was the first one out. He just like literally ran to the door and jumped me out. And I was like, "Ah." I mean, it was like literally panic, fear, everything comes at you because you can't hold on to anything. Yeah. Oh my God. That's wild. You're bold. I don't think I could do that. So yeah, once I got down to the bottom, there was this, I did it, but there was definitely a, not again. That was, yeah. It was like, this better be on videotape because it's not happening again. (laughs) Check mark done. Thank you for talking about the win, because honestly, this podcast is about how to win again. Yeah. And overcoming something that happens, whatever that is, small, big, large, whatever, and overcoming that. And I think that's part of life. And that comes from being challenged. And there's a story that a gentleman who's escaping me right now, and I apologize. I want to say Tom Hopkins, but I can't sure that's true. But he talked about how he went diving and he went diving and he looked at this reef. Okay. Mm-hmm. And on one side of the reef, it was very calm. It was very calm. And the other side of the reef, it was where the current was going. It was back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. There's a lot of current going on and stuff like that. And he noticed that part of the reef Part of it was like withering, the part that was calm. And the other side, it was just, there's all these beautiful things that were growing on the reef. And it was just beautiful on the side that was a ton of current. He actually had a hard time staying there. And he asked the dive master, he goes, why is that? Because he goes, when the plants are challenged, they grow. When they're not challenged, they don't. And I just found that so beautiful. It's so true. It's like when we're challenged, we grow. And absolutely. when we're not, it takes we takes that to thrive. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're ziplining down, 
<laughs> yes, Vegas Boulevard. Yes. You're thriving. So thank you for being here today. How can people find you if they want to be a part of your group? How do they find you? Oh, thank you for asking. The easiest way to find us is to go to the website, which is www.running-with W-I-T-H-Heels.com. And from there, you can hit us up on all of our social media, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, pretty soon Facebook Live, you know, coming anywhere soon. Coming anywhere <laughs> everywhere. soon. Coming anywhere soon. <laughs> and if they want to hire you as a speaker. So that would be great. I would love that. As you can tell, I like to talk. Right on our website, there is a place where you can go. I think it's the fact page, the FAQ page, and it says book Jenny as a speaker. So you can go right there and do that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jenny, for being here today. Any last words of people, things you want to say and or maybe a tip or trick in life that you want to share with our listeners? Oh, goodness. Choose your own adventure, yes! ladies. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. Choose yes, your own adventure. You don't need to tattoo it to believe it. <laughs> you know, you should create bracelets with that. I'd buy it. I know. All right. Look at this. I've got one customer. I do. Yeah. Now I'm going to be that woman on Etsy that I made fun of. Yes. <laughs> but it'll be a side project. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Thank you for everyone. And listen to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200, and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. For outside the USA, text sexy to plus one three two three four five seven double two double eight. Text sexy to plus one three two three four five seven double two double eight. Long distance charges may apply. Heather wants to hear from you. Questions you want answered on the show. Comments. Interview requests. Email media at sexywellsync.com or leave a private voicemail. 51 Boss is me. Again, the number is 512 677 4763. Check out all of Heather's sites heatherhavenwood.com, sexybossinc.com, e2lab.com, datingtriggers.com. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.